Welcome back to the Door Screens Crossplay Podcast. If I haven't alienated you and made you shut off the stream and or video already. Well, what are you waiting for? I'm Stephen Fontana. I'm one of your hosts. And with me as always, he's over there. He's Andy Asimakis. How are you, Andy? How to lose your only dwindling fan base. Just one, one simple sound. <laughs> one sound is all it takes, ladies and gentlemen. No, I, I'm just, I, I'm, I have a lot of energy today for today's show. I'm very excited. We already you know recorded what? a bonus show. We did our yes. pre-show, and now we're here. We've been doing, we've been recording for an hour already, and I am high mm. energy. Andy, how about you? I agree. Mm. I mm. feel like it's going to be a great show tonight. It there's better fun, be. There's, there's fun topics on the docket. Mm-hmm. Kind of rhymes a little bit, and if it kind of rhymes, it's going to be great. Fun topics on my docket. That's the golden rule. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what the hell you're listening to or watching right now, it's very simple. This is the Dual Screens Crossplay Podcast, the Internet's number one gaming news podcast starring two people you've never heard of, probably. The show posts each and every Tuesday for your listening pleasure on your podcast service of choice, including our home, Podbean. And it goes up later as a video on demand on YouTube.com slash Dual Screens TV. And why do I say later? Because... We record it live on twitch.tv slash dual screens streams, and you can watch live with us together, holding hands and having fun, just like our chat is right now. And if you want to support us with your hard-earned cash dollar bills, you could do so by going to patreon.com slash dual uh, NDS podcast, excuse me, patreon.com slash NDS podcast. And we want to thank our Patreon producers, Colton the Apprentice Nestler, Vegas Girl on Fire, and... FNH Paul, we cannot continue to grow without all of your support. And remember, folks, just $1 gets you a ton of content. So think about supporting us there and would be very, very appreciative. Um, Andy. Yes. I played a lot of multiplayer games um, this last week uh, because, as you know, through the month. Yeah. Well, no, it's been fun. Through the month of uh, whatever this just was, August, um, I did co-streaming on my streams mm, mm. every single stream was with another streamer so we had to play a lot of multiplayer games so most of what i'm going to talk about right now in our adventures in gaming i'm sorry <clears throat> adventures in gaming 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 is i played apex legends mm-hmm. game is still really good it's got mm-hmm. some problems but it's still really good some um i played fortnite mm-hmm. Ooh, i'm still okay. very bad at fortnite did you use your Batman skin um, while you were playing? Yes, always. always. Not always. Actually, I, I kind of... I I rotate all the skins that I have because I, mm. I like them. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. What else? Uh, I played Valheim some more. Valheim was, mm-hmm. was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, oh, it was a bunch of that. A bunch of that this week. So it was a lot of fun. I had a good time. But Andy, you have... Been, and this coming month is all solo games. So I'm only going to be playing single-player games, which I let the people vote on. So the first game I'm going to be playing is Death Stranding, which I haven't played in a very long time, really since it came out, and I wasn't really too big of a fan. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm going to dive back into that, Um, and I'm doing a 12-hour stream this Saturday, twitch.tv slash batchild, a 12-hour stream this Saturday, 3 p.m. to 3 a.m. I will be playing Returnal until I beat it. If I beat it, then I'll move on to another game. So good lord. Good lord. Andy. Good yes. Lord. Now, you know, you. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of shocked. Yes, me. I'm kind of shocked you're not going to wait for the director's cut to go back and revisit. It, was, it wasn't my choice. Well, I guess I did put There's, it on as a thing to vote for, but. You did. You did. Oh, I did. So the reason why I did that is because I didn't think anyone would vote for it. Oh. Why? Like, better. I was like, listen, <laughs> make, make it so that I don't have to play. Like, I, because if it gets no votes, I'm not going to put it back on the list for the next time I, the next game, like the next time I do this. Very much on the list. Okay. That explains that. 
Well, I've been playing a lot of stuff. Yes. Stuff that is uh, some demos, which are available now on Steam, which uh-huh. I think everyone should go check out. Two games I want to shout out in particular. One game called Rosewater. Yes. Which we have a fun interview coming up for that game at some point before the year is out. Hopefully. It's recorded. Just put it that Maybe, way. Yeah. That is going to go up in early access at some point on Patreon very soon. Right. Probably. But it's a it's a point and click game like set in a western town and it's like western vibes, cowboys, that kind of stuff. Um, it's interesting mm. and you should play it because I want to see if folks get to the same point that I did where I thought I could beat up an old man with the slab of tile <laughs> you could always beat an old man with a slab of so tile. there's that then there's a game i found called the lunar effect also on steam it is a lo-fi ps1 type yes i've seen this yeah. tank controls the works mm-hmm. great atmosphere it's yeah. such a throwback it's uh, too short for a demo but it makes you hype for the actual thing when that's mm-hmm. going to come out at some point so that's two two demos and then for actual games that are out now that i'm enjoying I went back to Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I hopped over to Iki Island. Iki Island, yeah. You know, that game, it was gorgeous before. Mm. It is gorgeous now even more I want to so. play Iki Island. Dude, the, the fast travel in that game, you blink and you miss it. That's how yeah. fast it is. Yeah. I'm like mesmerized by that. So great. The fun island, it's it's very colorful and purple and awesome. And it's I, I'm suffering the whole like, where are the controls again for this game? Like, what's how do you change sub weapons? What's attack? How do you change stances? So I'm slowly yeah. getting it back. After playing Metal Gear for like a month, <laughs> I'm just like, how do, how do you play other games besides Metal Gear? So, thankfully, the other game I played is a point-and-click game, so not a lot of controls for that, so it's yeah. a simple moving little cursor, and that's 12 minutes. Yes. Which, yeah. So, thoughts on this game. Uh-huh. The premise of this game sold me alone, but the first thing you see when you open this game up is there's, um, you're entering your apartment building or your whatever the fuck where you live place, and the carpeting is like a shining reference. Uh-huh. It is that same like weird pattern of like shapes. Yeah. And I'm always like, oh, that's cool. That's a reference to shining. And I'm like, oh, we just got here and we're already like throwing like, oh, we know, we know f- cool stuff that you can look at and say, oh my God, I know what that is. Uh huh. I'm like, okay, we just got here. Little homages. We, we, we just, we're just here. Let me get in the door. We're just like slapping my face with shit. But that aside, um, it's, it's a little addicting, that game, because the logic of how things work isn't really clicking with me yet. So the basic premise is you come home from work and your wife is like, I made us a fun dessert. Mm-hmm. Special, special occasion. Right. Whenever, whenever you want it, we can eat. Cool. And from that point, you can explore your house. You can lie down the bed. You can go to the bathroom. You can get a glass of water. You can talk to your wife about the book she's reading, about her day. Then you can eat dessert. Fine. At some point, inevitably, always, a cop shows up to the door. 12 minutes, by the way. 12 minutes, yes. And yes. He says 12 minutes that, in. <laughs> and, he, and, he's, and he zip ties up you and your wife. Yes. The thing cops do, I guess. Yes. Handcuffs or whatever. It's fine. Yeah. And he demands that your wife give him a pocket watch. And that your wife is also guilty of killing her father eight years ago. Right. And he wants a pocket watch. It's like, you're guilty of murder, give him the pocket watch. And if you intervene in some way, he will punch you and that apparently kills you. And then you restart the loop. Right. And then from that point, it's trying to find out shit to convince your wife. Right. Because the character knows. Yeah. The character knows what's going on. So. Right. Which which is a cool mechanic because it basically Mm -hmm. it's kind of like live, die, repeat where you take. Yeah, or the ed- edge of tomorrow, where you take right, right, right. Your, your, all the shit that you learned, you now mm-hmm. realize that you're on a timer. 
So you mm-hmm. have to take the, the shit you learned and mm-hmm. get through the things that you know are going to happen as quickly mm-hmm. as possible. Like, I remember there's a there's a point where you could like like your wife will like surprise you with something. But then and mm-hmm. then you die and then you come back and you already know the surprise. So you're trying to prove to yeah. her that you that yeah. something's fucked up. So then you can just be like, here's the surprise. Right. I know what it is. I know what's inside it. Whatever. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to get through things, you know, a little quicker. Which is a cool um, mechanic, and I could see where, you know where that's addicting. Where you're just like, okay, let me right. one more day, one more day, one more loop, the, one more loop. The the addicting part is trying to find out how again how the logic works. Like there's a knife right. on the table. Right. So one of my thoughts is, can I give my wife the knife to defend herself against the cop? Because if you try to stab the cop, you can stab him, but he still overpowers you in right. some ways. So it's like, well, that's not going to work. He's super cop. So, right. So yeah. if you try to hand her the knife. The only option is to kill her. So right. I'm like, right. why can't I just give her the knife to kill the cop? And right. then, like, another part is you can drug your wife with sleeping pills. So she goes to bed, which is not in view of the cop when he comes into your apartment. Mm-hmm. And you can call the police on her cell phone or call for an ambulance. And the only option is I drugged my wife. Yeah. Why, very, why, he's, he, why says, he says just, the truth a lot. Yeah. Why can't you just say, like, hey, my wife has, is passed out, send over a car, but it's always like, we'll be there in 15 minutes. So that's like, okay, so I can't That's use more the, than 12 minutes. So we've already, that's no longer enough. Right. So it's basically, so, you, you you come up with a checklist of shit that you can do. Right, Let's try not to spoil. Right. And then, we're, we're spoiling quite a much, bit. Too much. <laughs> but I will say this though. It, 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 it's, it's sort of like a really fun, like a teleplay in a sense, like yeah. a stage play. Yep. And really fun performances by Willem Dafoe. James McAvoy and I think uh, Daisy Ridley, I think is her name. Daisy Ridley. The actress. And it, I'm not sure how they're playing these characters. They sound like odd when they're in their line delivery. It just makes it like kind of um, like a radio drama. They sound like they sound like yes, a radio drama. It yeah. sounds like David Lynchian in a lot in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's like his dreamlike delivery of lines. Right. Kind of cool. But uh, yeah, so I'm like an hour deep in that, which is like nothing. It's just trying to find out how to do shit and how right. to get to a point where like, okay, I've learned enough now to move to the next plateau in this game. Right. So it's a lot of fun and I want to see how it goes, what the backstory of these characters are, how they're more fleshed out. Because I feel like this whole thing is more story is a huge thing in this game. Yeah, it, it, I, 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 I had of, the ending spoiled for me, so just Oh, fuck. Prepare yourself. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> it, it it's, oh, it's, compl- it's fucked up. All right, guys, oh, let's man. get into the indie news update. Andy, what do you have for me? Because I actually have something that I'm going to share with you. Oh. Um, I just got a review code for a game that 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 kind of piqued my interest, and I want to put it on everybody's radar here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's called The Magister. Oh, okay. Um, it's a murder mystery card battle RPG mm-hmm. where the murder is different every time you play. So it's like got rogue elements. So you have to figure out... So here's some key features here. You should look this up. It's really cool. Randomly generated murder mystery. A walkthrough won't help you here. The events, clues, motives, and murderer change with every playthrough. Only you can identify the guilty suspect. Tactical card-based encounters. Your combat and negotiation skills are determined by the cards in your deck. Use a vast array of cards such as Heart Stopper, Poison Slash, Weak Joke, and Long Talk. You could pacify enemies for a peaceful outcome, use tactical diplomacy as an alternative to fighting, and calm foes with your uh, conversation cards to reduce their rage to level to zero. Mm -hmm. You could choose different magisters, and they all come with their own specialties and flaws, from from a cunning alcoholic to an intelligent insomniac. Every variation defines a different adventure. Um, I cannot wait to sink my teeth into this. Really cool. You have 14 days to wander the town to figure out the mystery. 14 like, in-day games. I'm like here for that. Yeah, that I'm going to be streaming that, I think. I think I'm going to choose a day like to a do lot indie of games, and I think I'm going to stream this game because we are Ooh. allowed to stream it, and then, of course, I'll, I'll do a review for dualscreens.com. But, yeah, that's that's all my indie Ooh. news update because this, this game looks really dope, and our friends at Digirati, I believe. Uh, oh, I love yes, those guys. Those our, friend, guys. our friend Mike at Digirati got me a, a code for that, so I'm really excited to check this one out. But you can look it up mm-hmm. yourself. It's the Magister. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So, what do you Potential got? Potential guest on the show. You think? Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. We I'm, should definitely I'm, do it. I'm, I'm very into that. Um, Blasphemous. One of my favorite 2D side scrolly Dark Souls 
roguelike uh, makes you want to kill yourself games that yes. have existed mm-hmm. is getting some free LC. Unlife yourself. Unlife yourself. Yes. Some free LC. Free LC? This December. I love it. And we're getting a sequel in 2023. I, so there's that. I mean, sure. We. I mean, we, I, I get... Whatever. I, 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 don't I don't know if we I needed that information, but that's yeah, fine. I feel like you're announcing free DLC coming out very soon, like in a couple of months. Awesome. And then maybe announce the sequel next year. <laughs> right. You can actually show it and it's only a year away, not right. Oh, there's this is coming out too, but it's a while from now and we can't show it to you yet because it doesn't exist, probably. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time to get into the dual screens report, and we're kicking it off with everybody's favorite brand playstation um we're just saying that just outright you know playstation is best station so that's just the way it is we you know we can't help it (laughs) just joshing ladies and gentlemen the new ps5 model has been dissected and there is some controversy as to how this new playstation is both breaking even in cost for for sony but also weighs about a half a pound less Mm -hmm. um so Evans, which is a popular uh, YouTuber that uh, Austin Evans, excuse me, that takes apart these things and, and tests them. The biggest difference, the really only difference here that's noticeable is the heat sink is about 30% smaller, mm-hmm. um, which they have tested. And it turns out it also makes the console run at about six to six to 10 degrees warmer as mm-hmm. well. Um mm-hmm. So this caused a lot of people to kind of go up in an uproar. Um, so here, here's what Evans says here. Evans concludes that the changes make the PS5 worse due to the extra heat he recorded. Uh, that could well make the PS5, the launch PS5s more desirable if it's something we see replicated elsewhere. I don't, uh, quote, I don't think there's any argument that this is a worse console, at least uh, that this is, that this is a worse console, at least for the thermals and cooling, says Evans. As far as I'm concerned, I'd rather have a launch PS5. That's understandable. But there was a rebuttal to this. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Grubb did some uh, analysis here. The mm-hmm. new PlayStation 5 model is not actually worse. And it's a picture of a PlayStation 5 with an atomic bomb behind it, and I love that. The, the uh, mushroom cloud, I think that's hysterical. Um, so... He goes into talk about Austin Evans' uh, video. Um, based on that smaller heatsink, Evans and others have come to the conclusion that the new PlayStation 5 model is worse than the original. But that's a squishy statement that doesn't really line up with how we buy and use a gaming console. In his video, Evans found that the new PS5 was putting out hotter air than uh, the original PS5. And with the smaller heatsink, it makes sense that the overall cooling assembly is getting hotter before it's able to push the air out. But that difference is a matter of three to four degrees Celsius, which shouldn't impact performance. And that's where I fail to see how the new PS5 is worse. I suppose you could claim that the latest PS5 model is worse if you are purchasing it as some sort of weird silicon cooling toy. But most people are probably purchasing it to play video games. And both the original and revised hardware play the same games with the same performance. On top of that, Evan's new PS5 was actually quieter. So while the new system was putting more heat into the room, it was also putting out less noise. While a lot of that comes down to the fan model your PS5 comes with, it's hard to declare the new PS5 worse if it's better at something key like noise pollution, which uh, I don't really care for that thing. Um, Imagine uh, that this revision, I'm skipping down a little bit. You can find this, by the way, on VentureBeat. Uh, Imagine that this revision was actually a slim model with a new uh, chassis and case uh and then pretend that you open the ps5 and found a smaller cooling structure and while it runs a bit hotter it's still well 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 within spec and produces less noise would any of that sound strange or unacceptable no uh you would not hear those same complaints you consider this ps5 revision in much the same way while it's not a slimmer case it's definitely a similar style refresh for sony and he keeps going on and on basically uh going into more detail about the the arguments to and you know to it not being now Eurogamer also chimed in with this um Eurogamer had a hands-on with the new ps5 also which is called the cfi 1100 mm-hmm. um the new C- cfi 1100 series revision on playstation 5 is out making its way to the market um again this is on Eurogamer 
Uh, this is a Digital Foundry hands-on. Um, Richard Ledbetter, as we know, he does all the, that stuff. Uh, he also talks about Evan's video. <clears throat> Evan's video is well worth the watch because re regardless of how you view his take on the machine's thermal performance, you get to see exactly how Sony has changed the design, and just as importantly, where it has not. And this is crucial information. Yes, Wi-Fi does look different. The extent of which performance changes isn't tested, but the 300 gram weight loss seemingly comes down to mostly a new cooler design. There's no ifs and buts about it. This is clearly and obviously a cost reduction exercise coming at the time where the platform holder can expect to shift millions of, con shift millions of consoles as the holiday season kicks in at full force. Um, so yeah, talking about what's more interesting is the evidence surrounding what has not changed based on Evan's data mo most critically or crucially, crucially, excuse me, the power draw of the machine looks very similar to the launch model PS5 in a world where cost reductions on cooling assemblies are usually rolled out uh, only when the main processor is transferred over to a smaller, more efficient process technology. So on the face of it, there are questions to be answered here and fundamentally it comes down to this. If the chip isn't any cooler, and if the power requirements are the same, what has changed that justifies a significant cutback in the mass and materials of the cooler? It's a perfectly reasonable question, and he has asked Sony for comment. Um, let me, uh, pretty much draws the same amount of power as the original. Uh, I'm trying to find the quote here. Uh, okay, here we go. Visiting the now infamous corridor of doom, a notoriously heavy area of the game, and this is from um, Control. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> power utilization increases to 200 watts. Entering photo mode removes 30 frame cap rate, and adding further power draw, peaking at 214 watts. So the power draw is still the same. Mm -hmm. So here's a, a little conclusionary paragraph here. I know this is long, but this is kind of it's important to understand what we're going to talk about. Right. Um, if the PlayStation 5 could work just fine with a cheaper, leaner cooler, why not just ship it with, with it in the first place? Without a word from Sony, we can't be sure, but in terms of uh, production process, it's important to realize that when the console first comes to market, the separate components of the machine are created at the same time, in parallel, not in series. As the silicon rolls off the production line, the heat sinks are also being made. Nobody wants another red ring or yellow ring of death, so it mm -hmm. or yellow light of death, so it makes sense to build redundancy into the design. There is a documented example of this of Xbox, Xbox original Xbox One. The hardware architects saw that there was a headroom in the thermal solution, so they increased the core clocks on the processor itself. The GPU went from 600 megahertz to six, whatever. Um, would it would it would it have made the machine hotter? Probably. Did it uh, matter? Clearly not. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's really basically just saying nothing really has changed. It runs a little warmer, but it's also kicking out that hot air based on the fan changes so and it's quieter you're still getting your playstation 5 so i don't so, think it really matters i'm just trying to understand something from all this i've been reading a lot of articles yeah. over the weekend when this news was like all over the place there's a lot of reading i'm gonna drink while you're talking yeah it was trending on youtube this austin evans video um it really goes to show you how many people in the world have what i call brain problems uh and yes brain problems fall for misinformation quite easily now from what i can gather austin had the ps5 and had a he took temperature on the exhaust of the ps5 it was higher temperature on the exhaust end which what led him to believe that it's maybe hotter inside well, so yeah, the, the air that's kicking out is from the, the air that the air that's being kicked out was hotter than the original exhaust. Yeah, and they also did like a thermal camera where they saw it a little right. like hotter on the thermal camera as well. Yeah, right. And then uh, people were saying how well if there's hotter air being pushed out, that means that the fans are doing their job and they're pushing out more hot air than is in the PS5. So it could be theoretically an even more efficient cooling system to the ps5 but if that's true or not if this thing actually is running a little bit hotter going off of the exhaust on the ps5 both the original playstation 5 and this revision with less copper and a smaller heat sink mm -hmm. 
those temperature readings are still both lower than what the Series X produces. So I don't understand why people think this is going to overheat the system when Sony spent two years perfecting the cooling on the PS5 to get it just right. If it runs a little hotter, what is that going to do? I don't understand. People think that they're going to they're just going to produce to save a few bucks on the PS5 on the copper side. We're going to make a thing that's going to fail on you at some point, maybe in the future. Again, people don't. I don't know how people think that this is going to happen. That. Yeah, a lot of uh, people that are a lot smarter than Austin <laughs> Evans and even digital foundry dudes like just, made this thing so i'm really not worried about it although i would have said the same thing about the 360 and that thing cra- my well, brother went again, through three of those so we live in the post we live in the post red ring world right exactly yeah so yeah. again maybe that was like microsoft's like you know it was their sophomore game console made a little bit more ambitious on the power side maybe it was they, probably rushed a little bit because they, they overlooked a few out. things yeah. and then you know they course correct and they, and, fixed came it, back. and they fixed it yeah but what i'm also seeing with this heat sink is that sony may have overcompensated the first time around and yeah. put too much again yeah. you're seeing redundancy before they kind of built it over the top and now right. okay this thing's been out there for like six eight months on the market we can scale this back a little bit with the same results it'll yeah. be a few degrees hotter and we're going to be fine it could also have been and again we'll know when sony makes a comment it could also have been all right the PlayStation 5 could come out when we want it to, but we got to spend a little bit more on this bigger heatsink because the smaller one is not going to be available for eight months. Steven. What do you want to do? Well, Steven. it's only going to run it cooler. Yeah, we're going to lose a little bit more money on each console, but we want to get the thing out, out the door and you know meet our deadlines. Maybe that's the thing, but Sony's going to have to comment. Steven, the yeah. OG PlayStation 3 that I found in the trash... I've been using it for like six months now mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. That thing sounds like I'm orbiting the planet. You, and it you runs, very well might be. And it runs hotter than the sun, I imagine. Like when it's on, the entire entertainment center is like lava hot. It's like you can feel the heat coming off of the entire console. Interesting. Like you, I don't think you walk that by. Problem. You walk by because it's in a, it's in an enclosed space too. Because I'm an idiot, but it's just shoved in a nice little area. It has very little <laughs> way to breathe, but that thing is doing just fine. It plays my games perfectly. Yes, it's scolding lava hot, but it still fucking works. Right. A PS5, a few degrees hotter than what is already cool. I don't think that's going to do much in the grand scheme of things. Eh, whatever. It's neither here nor there. Sony make right. a comment so we could get get right. Gamescom, Andy. Oh, Gamescom release date roundup. Yes, tell me so about release dates here, Andy. Gamescom came and went yes. with Sound and Fury signifying. We, we did nothing. speak about pretty much everything <laughs> on this list, uh, but now, but we're going to go over some release dates here. It Andy. passed like a fart in the wind, and we have some fun release dates for some pretty big titles. And I picked out five noteworthy games we did discuss. First off, Forza Horizon Five out November 9th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sifu out February twenty second next year. The Saints Row reboot, which was debuted. At Gamescom is coming out next year on February 25th. Halo Infinite is out December 8th, 2021. And lastly, the confirmation of Horizon West slipping into next year on February 18th, 2022. February is stacked. And, and yeah. hates that fact, apparently. I, I imagine one of these is getting kicked from February, but mm-hmm. maybe Sifu just because it doesn't want to get eaten alive. No, I think Sifu is small scale enough that it, it could be like uh, I'm gonna get this and Sifu. Yeah, I just yeah. I, I'm I'm thinking for like social media discussion, like streamers. Oh, they're gonna like, be all about get, like the big yeah. games and and you know I don't know we'll right, see. Right. Um. Speaking of streamers, Operation Boycott Twitch has is in full effect, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Which of course we are live on twitch.tv slash full screen streams, but I will not be streaming tomorrow on twitch.tv slash batch as we're all doing a walkout on Twitch for for the day. But <laughs> Doctor Lupo 
is defecting to YouTube gaming. That's right. The doctor himself, Lupo Doctorson, I believe is his given name. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So after his two-year agreement is over with Twitch, he is he's done. He's going over to YouTube. And his stream was today. So congratulations. But yes, there. I, I'm sure this has nothing to do with the current whole like boycotting uh, Twitch thing. But, um, you know, uh, you'll, you'll see a lot. Basically, these streamers are becoming free agents in like sports where or like a TV show or whatever. And the these platforms are now bidding for them to stream on their platform like Twitch giving him mil- millions of dollars to go on you know and stream on twitch youtube is probably like we'll double it you know like whatever like it's it's just fighting for talent that's what this is you're they're growing their catalog um yes some streamers are going to move because they're forced to or because they just like the platform but like the big big streamers it's a contract thing man they're doing it wherever the money goes that's where they're going to go and but the the twitch boycott thing is of course all because of these new hate raids that are happening that are completely ridiculous um it's just these bot accounts that raid channels and put absolutely abhorrent racist and awful things with links to like terrible imagery and like they bombard chats and they do it they're doing it for big streamers little streamers i've seen it personally myself happen um and it's it's just awful like there's really no way to do it because there's so many bots that do it that are, that spam the chats that like you would have to literally like stop your stream mm-hmm. delete your vod and then go and like physically ban all of those bots so mm-hmm. that doesn't happen again so but twitch has been largely silent on it they their their bot detection software is terrible um they they are just terrible and i was followed by one of these gatekeeper mod people because there's a way that like you need to be following for like 10 minutes in order to like chat and a lot of streamers do that so like they'll have this like scout go in and follow for a little bit and one of them came to me or one of my streamer friends came to me and said hey that was one of the the hate raid accounts like ban it now so i just banned it and got it over with um but yeah it's a problem so twitch has just been largely silent they're kind of letting this shit go they're not taking enough initiative they're not doing anything to really help the situation so um a lot of streamers are coming together and they're going to not stream on on september 1st and hopefully the loss of revenue for that day which you have to imagine is tens of millions of dollars for twitch um will open some eyes and force their their hand into at least making a statement on it so we'll see speaking of a statement nintendo says take our big old fold out cack because we're putting Game Boy on the Switch. Andy, take it away. Maybe. So there's a rumor that Nintendo <sighs> will expand its Switch online service to include yeah. Game Boy and Game Boy Color titles happen. as early as September. Mm. I feel like these rumors are a lot like the Switch Pro. Oh, I see. Whole, the, the idea of like Switch online getting N64 games, inevitably Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. These always roll roll around after a few months go by. And I'll believe it when I see it. Honestly, yeah. Nintendo, who likes to charge 60 bucks for like old ass games or would remake an old Pokemon Game Boy game, you know, why would they offer us a way to play old Pokemon games the way they were once? I think, someone? Andy, I, I have a theory. When they could do like a Pokemon package and sell for 60 bucks. hold on hold on hold on i have i have a theory give me a theory i think the reason why they're doing their classic games the way they're doing it is because they resent pokemon i think i think nintendo is so pissed off that they're that arguably their best franchise ever is not by them it's by the pokemon company Mm -hmm. and i think that makes them angry like (laughs) We, we're going to put Game Boy games on there, but we're not going to give you Pokemon because they're going to just remake their Pokemon. We'll get our money there, you know? Like, we'll yeah. get our free money, basically. They're going to do all the work. We're just going to publish the thing and make get all our free money. 
I just don't understand because Nintendo has like such a huge back catalog of awesome content on the Game Boy Advance, especially. I would love advanced, the yes. Best thing. The Game Boy I mean, itself is not great, but Game Boy came with color some great games, but Game Boy Advance had a lot of amazing a lot. games. It was and, basically um, a Super Nintendo in your pocket. But those kind of games look nice enough where you could be like, let's just sell all the Pokemon games again, yeah. like with enhanced sprites now in 8K and like 120 FPS. And all those Zelda um, games that were on right, the right, right, and, like Minish Cap and yeah, all that Spirit stuff. Tracks but or no, that was 3DS, right? Yeah. The thing of it is, I don't, I yeah, don't even I trust don't Nintendo to even. Let's say they were to announce we're doing Game Boy games and Game Boy Color games. Great. Have you seen the last couple of SNES and NES additions to the Switch Online service? It's garbage. Yeah, we're gonna get some. So, I don't know shit what. That we don't care yeah, about. yeah, exactly. So if you're not gonna give us the good shit, the real good, the good, shit, good. Don't even freaking bother because it's it's pointless. Pointless. Yeah. But again, we'll see if it's true. Yeah. You know, because again, these rumors are. Just- I have. So, so Buzz in the chat says, can't wait for Crash Test Dummies Game Boy game. Um, I vaguely remember owning that or like my friend owning it and I played it. I, I think that game was fun. Right, that was a platformer where you like. That was. I think it's. I think it's a port of the Nintendo game. Okay, I have vague memories of that game, and like blowing up and the parts going everywhere. So, I think I may have mentioned this before on Uh the podcast back Uh in the Nintendo days. Oh, Nintendo dual screens days. As as someone that grew up watching a lot of horror films, just deep, deep into like Freddy, Jason, Chucky, Michael Myers. Wouldn't phase me, but that crash test dummies commercial. Oh, it was like the dummy in the car, and yeah. it was like a car accident. You'd be like, buckle up, dummy. Yeah, that shit, along with like the Dianetic Scientology commercial, would it frequently give me nightmares as a child. Wow, okay, we're getting in there now. We're getting <laughs> yeah. in there now. Yeah, um, so yeah, I'm getting a little heebly jeebly. When I hear the word crash test dummies, <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah. I can't believe that was a cartoon and a line of toys. That's amazing that they turned that it shit. That was, was a PSA, uh, Andy. It was yeah. a fucking PSA. And yeah, it got that a was commercialized. And yeah. by the way, those toys were fucking awesome. They were so cool. Again, same friend had them. Actually, I'm living in his grandmother's house. I'm, uh, his grandmother is my landlord. Go figure. Lovely. Um, Big news coming out of the Smash Bros. community. That's right, Andy. Yeah. April O'Neil and Cat Dog are coming to Smash Bros. Oh wait, I know. They're here. Sorry, they're coming to Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon, excuse me. <laughs> All Star Brawl. Steven. Yes. I, I, I when I saw this video, it's even trying to copy how Nintendo announces a new addition to the to the Smash <laughs> roster. Uh huh. They're not even hiding it anymore. It's like, no, yeah, this not. is a legit. We're just copying this. It's our stuff on top of this shit. We're doing it too. That's all it is. Yeah. It's like, you like this? Cool. We're going to slap our stuff on top of that and repackage it. And cool. It's this with turtles and cat dog and reptar. And yes. More importantly, though, April O'Neil is going to be a a playable character in in TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Yes. That's super exciting. I think exciting. that's the more exciting news. Yeah. Yes, it is. But we got Reptar, we got Cat Dog, we got Helga, we got we got Patrick in this in this game now. It's a uh, man. Oh man. It's a huge roster. Wait, let me ask you something. Is ask, that game, is that game going to be good? Like do you think there's a chance Ooh. that this, that the Nickelodeon Smash Brothers clone is going to be good? You know, if games like Brawlout could exist, and Brawlhalla exists that are very good brawlers yeah. and fun. And, you know, they're not trying to hide what they're inspired from, what they're trying to emulate or copy. Those are good, fun games. I feel if you, again, the approach seems to be we're not trying to make it our own thing. We're not trying to you know, PS All-Stars our way into this genre. It's we're one for one copying the Smash formula. If you abide by that rule, and you take in just a delightful cast of iconic mm. cartoon characters, mm. this could be a lot of fun. Theme of the show here, Andy, mm. and the and it's going to be the name of this episode. Mm. I have oh, a theory. Shit, they do? No, oh. I have a theory. <laughs> I think, mm-hmm. now, 
bear with me here. I think Nickelodeon wanted to get one of their characters in Smash Bros. Mm. And was turned down. Oh, shit. Because, because they made that Ninja Turtle Smash clone. I see that. And then Nickelodeon said, well, fine. Fuck you. We're going to do it better. Ooh. That's what I think happened. Isn't that how the PlayStation was born? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Nintendo did not learn. We're about to get the next best video game franchise of all time. Wow. This is it. All-Star Sprawl. All-Star Brawl. Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl. All-Star Brawl. They need to change that name immediately. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that, you're embracing it. Call that's it so Nickelodeon it. Brawl Stars. It was right there, Andy. I know. It was right there. Brawl I Stars. I really, truly know. Yes. <laughs> speaking of theories, Andy, our last bit of news here has you semi-erect. Yeah, speaking of things that are, again, old made new again and old shit that we love. Dead Space. Yep. Remake. Had a developer live stream today. So it looks good. Mm. But it also looks like it's like about 10 years away. Yeah, <laughs> we got a while here. Andy. <laughs> from, being, from being real. We had um, a while. So it looks like the core mindset is we don't want to change what made Dead Space great. And we're going to stick to the atmosphere, the claustrophobia. It's going to look hyper real and hyper awesome. Like you love those like stiff necromorph movements. Cool. We're going to keep those in without making them all like look super 60 FPS all over the place. And you take away from what made the original look so great. But one core takeaway from this, Steven, and I was a little shocked by this. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, how do I feel on this? Because it's like, it's great. But I'm like, is it? Isaac Clark, as you know, in the OG Dead Space. Yes. Silence protagonist. Silent, yes. Well, he was like yeah. riding high on the whole like Gordon Freeman vibe of I mean, like he did, sci-fi. He did scream a lot and breathe heavily. Right. Right, but as did you know, so does Link. Sure. But he's still a silent protagonist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, apparently, it was confirmed today that the voice actor for Isaac Clarke in Dead Space 2 and 3, that was when he decided to speak for the first time, is actually on board to voice Isaac for the remake. Mm. So now we're having the remake, which is having a fully voiced Isaac as opposed to he was quiet and silent in the first version of the game. And I don't know how to feel about it. I loved the acting in 2 and 3, um, even though 3 story was trash and horrible gameplay. But the acting was fine. <laughs> and I'm wondering how this will fit in the first game. Because a lot of what made the first game good was the quietness of Isaac, mm-hmm. of him just sort of taking in all of what was going on around him. Yes, it's weird when someone dies and he has no reaction at all whatsoever. Mm. <laughs> but again, it is what it is. But I like this guy's acting enough where I'm of two minds about it, where mm. I liked how mm-hmm. it was the first time around, but this is also exciting kind of a little bit. Yeah. So it could go either way. So, yeah, I don't know. Name of the episode. I have a theory. Yes. (laughs) I have a theory. I believe... What's your theory? ...that they saw Returnal, and they said, we can do that with Isaac. Mm. She's alone, she's terrified, and she talks to herself and also has those recordings of herself. Mm -hmm. That could be a way that you can incorporate it, where it's not necessarily... It doesn't necessarily have to be him having a dialogue with himself or with another character, but it could just yeah. be him doing things like, I don't, oh, how am I going to get over there? Oh, you know, I, like stuff like that. Yeah. Listen, I, and I'm glad you brought up your because Returnal did it so well as yeah. opposed to a game like the medium, which it was just, would you just stop talking? Stop for speaking like a minute? the love of Christ. Though I did mention it in the Discord, I really hope they bring back the motherfucker footstomp that Isaac Clark did in part two. Yes. Footstomping on an enemy. That was great. So, again, in moderation, I don't need him to be like to describe the room 
or the emotions of the room or like every little detail of the room while he's in the room. Just give him enough to work with. Keep him quiet for the most part and then just have him react accordingly to things. That's it. Maybe mm, that's, that's my hope. Yeah. That's my hope. Every once in a while you might go, come in, uh, anybody hear me? You know, something like that. Yeah, I'm trying to envision like the opening scenes of him being asked to go into a hallway to inspect like a thing. Yeah. Cause like that's all the scene direction, like, oh Isaac, go check on that on that, you know, generator thing and like see if you can fix it. And it's like cool. I'm Isaac. I'll go over there right now. So I'm wondering how it's gonna play with those scenes with with the actual script. But yeah, we'll see how that works out. We will see. And you know what else we will see? Mm. We will see you next week ladies and gentlemen that's going to bring us to the end of the show i'm sorry i thought this was last week's never mind no we have a hype zone i'm sorry i didn't know that was changed i left the i i left the link out deliberately okay because i want to play a fun game with this yes okay we sorry folks we have a hype zone don't go anywhere because don't go anywhere i want you to have some theories about what this is okay good this comes from kotaku.com kotaku thank you and the headline is the following. <clears throat> Final Fantasy fourteen themed fried chicken goes on sale mm-hmm. in Japan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Today in Japan, convenience store chain Lawson, that's a great place. It's like the bodega in Japan. Okay. We're in Japan. So okay. Like an Optimo? A, like the 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven oh, Japan. okay. 7-Eleven of Japan. Got it. Yes. Lawson launched Final Fantasy XIV Chicken. What flavor is it? The Crystal of Light and Darkness, as the box states. Now, Stephen, the next line reveals what exactly the Crystal of Light and Darkness is on the old flavor countryside. But I want you to guess, if I were to tell you, as you were eating a piece of delicious fried chicken, this tastes good. What's the flavor? And I told you, the crystal of light and darkness, of course. What would you guess the flavors would be? Now, let me now. So one piece of chicken has both of those flavors. Yes. Okay. It's not one is one and one's the other. It's here it is. Here's the flavor. The crystal of light and darkness. Can you guess what the flavors are? It, I mean, the ob- the obvious guess here would be like a sea salt and like a cracked black pepper or something like yes. that. Yes. Just a simple yes. salt and pepper. That would be like a basic. Yes. But then if the if this is so you didn't say wings. If, if you said wings, I was gonna say something like like one would be like ginger, like a ginger right. sauce, and the other one would be right. like a death pepper. Right. Am I am I close here? You're half correct. Oh my. Is it Himalayan pink sea salt? No. Is it crap? You have the MSG. You have <laughs> you have the dark half right. Oh, just peppercorn, black peppercorn. As noted, okay. In parentheses, pepper and tartar sauce flavor. The light part is the tartar sauce, while the dark part, it says park. It's a typo. Shimon Yukataku. Is the pepper. So there you have it, folks. A pepper and tartar sauce flavored fried chicken. Now, this is, of course, Mm. a a thing they do in Japan because, according to this article, back in 2019, there was a garlic flavored limit break fried chicken (laughs) that was released as well. Right. Japan, I love you. Don't ever change. Huh. Don't ever change. Now, here I am thinking that they were going to try and dress this thing up like a chocobo. Because mm. at least then it would be, like, kind of funny, mm. you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, a chocobo-looking mm-hmm. wing. Right. Or you can brand whatever. it as, you know, that was all over Final Fantasy Fifteen. There's like a whole menu that they had, a recipe book. It was yeah. like, okay, we're doing, like, chocobo wings or chocobo boneless wings. Right, right, right. You know? Right. They could do that. But no, they did this crystal, <sighs> crystal of light and dark and tartar sauce. Uh, 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 tartar sauce, and I'm gonna put a link in the chat. I've made tartar sauce before at, at my previous employer. There's a picture of it, 
and it's um not even subtle the amount of tartar sauce and pepper that they use oh no in this chicken oh no i'm wondering oh, no. what this tastes like oh no it is not the prettiest looking thing oh, no. you'll ever see. <laughs> oh no. It just looks like someone jammed some caviar into a chicken. What is like, that? I don't know. <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> Why would anybody eat that? I'm telling you, Japan, they're just more evolved than we are, dude. They really my, truly their are. My, their brains are so powerful. They really That's the only be. way that 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 I could explain that cuz their mind over matter is dude, I really wish we had half the balls that Japan did when it came to like video game branding and like restaurants. When I was there, I went to like a Devil May Cry cafe, a Kirby cafe, a Final Fantasy 7 theme cafe, a Square Enix cafe. There's like so many shops that embrace the games that we love and grew up with in Japan. Why don't we have any of that stuff? Here? Why can't there be like a Grand Theft Auto restaurant somewhere in LA? Well, I, I have a theory, you know? Andy. I have oh, a theory. God. <laughs> because there is literally zero chance somebody doesn't get murdered at the Grand Theft Auto Cafe. But isn't that part of the experience? They should just call it hot coffee. Right. It has to be a coffee shop. And it's or just a coffee a, shop, hot or, coffee. Or, Put it in or, Reno or right. where it's somewhere in Nevada. Yeah. Where they could have hot coffee with their hot coffee. You know what I mean? Yeah. Remember the Windows 7 burger in Japan? Nope. It was No, like, I don't it actually. Was like, it was like a Burger King thing. It was like seven ding, patties. Ding, ding. Oh. It was seven patties in the burger. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fucking heart attack special. Here's how you die in one bite. Here you go. And and that seems like a very American thing to do. Right. It's funny when you go to their like McDonald's in Japan, it's a Japan it's looking at American restaurants through a Japanese lens. It's like here's what it should be based on how we are we would give you the menu that they have, but we right. would rather not you, and, you die and, and cost us a lot of money to keep alive. What's even more stunning is, God, the food tastes so good in the McDonald's. Like, that's like a meal. Like tonight's dinner is McDonald's. To oh. have like to have like the luscious like potato croquette thing that they have, which is amazing. Or like the the Big Mac teriyaki burger, because it's like cuisine almost it's just amazing Go same, for, same for Starbucks too there's Starbucks there it's like whoo I should go to Japan but I'm afraid of Japan I've heard every time I every single time I have watched a documentary about Japan there has always been a large sea monster or large robot destroying the city I don't under that's why I don't go to Angel Grove it's the I same really, reason stop it <laughs> Because of the documentaries. <laughs> the fucking kaiju. Um, I think Japan, if you go... Now, there's an ancient myth in Japan. Oh. It's the Mount Fuji curse. Right, yeah. That's if if you go to Japan, you don't climb Mount Fuji. I wouldn't climb Mount anything. You, so. are, you, are, you are cursed to feel compelled to always come back to Japan until you do climb the mountain. Oh, fuck. So... And I feel like when I first went there, I've been there three times and I haven't climbed the mountain once and I still want to go back. So maybe the curse is real. But I think if you go there and you see what it offers in all its avenues, all its little fun spots like maid cafes, for example. I want to go to a cat cafe. Dude, I don't think you'll ever want to leave if you go to Japan. I think it may take you forever. Which isn't a bad thing. I'm just saying. I want to go. Okay. Japan. Also, there are other documentaries that I've seen that there's there's apparently, I mean, we have them in the states too. But like Street Fighters, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, those mm -hmm. are in Japan. Yeah, a lot of people named Ryu. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, My, mm -hmm. I have a very limited knowledge of Japan. Mm -hmm. The Yakuza is there. Yes, the Yakuza is there. I don't want to mess with them. Although, do I? Like, I feel like they would be. They like. I feel like they like Americans because they right. they make fun of them and just get them drunk. Right? And is that correct? Everyone, everyone has yes, correct. Okay. Everyone has like pointy hair, like cloud. 
and everyone is rendered oh. in, in low poly through low poly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And everywhere you walk, when you pay, when you pay, like when you pay your bill or go into a door, you hear the Final Fantasy fan fear music. I you you make happens. fun, but I I am pretty <laughs> confident that sound is heard every day. There's mm-hmm. no doubt in my mind that every single day when you go out and walk the streets of Japan, any Japan, it's, you, it's you're going to hear that noise. <laughs> it's just about the only place where you can be told if you do the crane games, they're like rigged to make you lose all of your money. Yeah. You will still like a dumbass play the games. Of course. And you'll watch YouTube videos for six hours to try to beat it. Right. And that's not a personal story that I'm sharing at all, I think. Maybe. No. I didn't do that. <laughs> I bet you didn't. You're t- way too Gengar, intelligent for that. Big, these big giant Gengars, Steven. These yeah. plushy Gengars. As big as my head. How yeah. can I resist? No, I get it. I get it. I love you guys. Thank you for listening and watching the yeah. show. That's going to bring us to the end. This was a good episode. I had a lot of fun. Lots of energy in the room right now. Mm-hmm. We will see you next week. Every Tuesday, we're going to be recording. It's on the calendar for all every Tuesday. And we are, we are putting up lots of bonus content on Patreon. So now would be a great time. Great mm-hmm. time to join up on Patreon. The $3 tier gets you all the bonus that you could possibly want. And we also recorded Dual Screens and Dragons this weekend, so I'm going to be posting up that session as well, but that's for a a higher tier. But that will also go on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash dual screens TV. Andy, we have 12 interviews scheduled. I just want to make 10 because we did two. I want to no, there's still 12. Okay, there's 12. Right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> I want to say one remark on this. Yes. I remember when you and I decided to do this whole thing where we're going to. Oh, do, I know where you're going. You know where going with this. We're going to do an interview show weekly and then do like a game, something or other, also weekly. And we were told, how are you going to get guests every single week to come on your show? Isn't that a little bit risky? Like, what if someone doesn't show up? How are you going to find people, we were told, to mm-hmm. come on your show every single week? Mm-hmm. I have to tell people I don't know anymore if I can fit you in for the year. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we're at with booking and scheduling. So, yes. but we have a there's a always going to be huge one. We have a huge, huge, huge yeah name. I believe it's Sunday mm. we're recording that one. Mm. Do you want to spoil mm. it? Oh, that is Sunday. Okay. So, last week's episode was about a little fun game called Tales of Iron. Mm-hmm. It's about rats versus frogs. I think it's one of my best interviews I've done. Me and that guy had like so much chemistry, good, good quality stuff. And the narrator for that game is Doug Cockley, amazing last name, by the way, who is the voice of Geralt of Rivia of a little game about witches, I think. Yeah, some sort of demon guy. Right. So, and the game is out September 17th. So I thought, that's a Friday. Can we try to get Doug on the show to talk about, A, being in The Witcher for like a bajillion years and also being in this rat frog game, what that was like. So I was told by the PR people, oh, we can't get a hold of Doug. You got to like talk to his people and see what they say. That makes sense. And I replied back, yeah, I'm just going to DM him on Twitter and go and go from there. <laughs> and sure enough, Doug replied back and he was like, this sounds like a lot of fun because he did retweet the episode of the game last week. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, clearly we're on the radar. We, we, we poked the bear and he's like, yeah, let's do it. So this Sunday we're talking with Doug and that's going to be out on uh, September 17th in about three, three Fridays from now. Amazing, so, and we're recording that Sunday. So, if, folks, yes, seriously, join our Patreon. It's one dollar. Get in our Discord, and you can go to the mailbag and ask questions to for our guests. We're gonna have, a, we're gonna list. Andy, this is this is for you. Mm. You're gonna list all of our future guests, so oh, people God. can prepare to give us questions for the for oh, the boy. for the guests. Oh boy, okay. You know, all I right. think that's a good idea because if we could have okay. a little section there where we're asking questions from our listeners, yeah, that'd be dope. Since we have okay. so many of them ready to go, you know? Right. 
We totally do. Okay. All right. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, viewers. And as always, please be excellent to each other.